Welcome to Flix, my name's Daniel Swan. This is episode 150 in which myself and my lovely wife Tiffany B discuss dogma. It's the... wait, this is the 150th episode. Oh my god, that's so cool. I'm really proud of that. Congratulations to me. Congratulations to everyone who's been on the podcast. Congratulations to Tiffany B and to you for listening. Alright, decadent celebrations are over. Let's get on with this podcast. sudden kevin smith is the darling once again after chasing amy was a critical and commercial success suddenly everybody wants to be his buddy he now has creative support financial support and a bit more filmmaking skill than he did when he made clerks the power the powers that be say to him hey dude what do you want to make and he says something about god As a former altar boy, Smith's faith is something that he has called upon several times in his storytelling, from his comic book writing on Daredevil to his later film Red State, but never quite as supernaturally as with Dogma, the fourth film in the View Askewniverse. The story of Bethany Sloan, a woman called upon by the voice of God to accept a holy mission regarding a couple of renegade angels, Dogma was famously protested by the Catholic League and Smith himself in one instance for its blasphemy. Now, I'm all for a bit of blasphemy, but depictions of God aside, is it any good? Is the film a masterful in its craft, or is it just a load of dog shit? Are we, is this about a film called Mardog? No. It doesn't need to be the... No? No. It doesn't? No. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is the film a load of dog shit, or is it a masterful... There we go. Oh, well, there we go. Easy. It's not easy doing this, all right? (laughs) To help me answer is the inspirational stripper to my executive paedophile, Tiffany B. Tiffany B? Yes. In a spoiler-free context, what did you think of Dogma? Gosh, I forgot about this part. I always forget about this part. What part? The spoiler-free part. (laughs) The review part. What am I going to say? No, because, yeah. Um, Whilst you think, I will just clear the air. Clear it. Literally. By saying that you probably, you know, it's probably not the best sound quality we've ever had. You can probably hear a little whirring in the background. That's a fan. It's 35 degrees today. So you can just fucking deal with it. Yeah? Move on. Spoiler free. Dogma. Someone gets aggressive in the heat. I do. (laughs) I do. And I just, it is what it is. You know, it's a necessary evil. I apologise, but. It sounds like you don't apologise, though. No, I no, I apologise. I apologise. I'm really sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry for how difficult it is for you. Gosh, that's so genuine and appreciated. Thank you. You're very welcome. Anyway, uh, what do I think of it? I think it is was. <gasps> sorry. <laughs> is that is that um, your kind of uh, two word? One gasp summation of the film. <laughs> oh, God. No. Um, I think it was good. Um, but I do think it's it feels a bit dated. Okay. Um, I think it has the same kind of tone that he's had throughout. Um, you know, refined a yeah. little. Um, but it's very much his film, his style. It's you know, still in that kind of bank of films, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, 
But I did enjoy this more than I have most of the ones that we've watched so far. Good. I think in part, um, you know, having some good actors in there, the, the, the quality of the acting was notably better than some yeah. of the others. Um, and yeah, and so I thought that that brought it up a lot. Because because his films like you spend a lot of time with people and you know although there is action in this film Mm -hmm. there's also a lot of dialogue yeah um and so it's just better when you spend time with people that are good actors Mm -hmm. in you know you need strong people to hold that up i think yeah um so yeah so i think he he had those people and it worked a lot better for me nice um yeah, and I quite liked the kind of ensemble castness of it, people yeah. coming in and out and um, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I think it's I think I thought it was very watchable, you know, if not a kind of an amazing film. Okay. And so in terms of when you say you enjoyed it more than most, like where does, what's it better than, what's it worse than? Or what did you enjoy it more than or what did you enjoy it less than? Um, I think it was probably my favourite of the ones we've watched so far. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, what are they? What are they? Clerks, Clerks, more rats, and more rats, chasing Amy. And chasing Amy, yeah. Better than all of them? Yeah. Best so far? Yeah. Wow. I just think it was more interesting and playful, and I quite liked the kind of central questions and debates around religion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I thought it was interesting. Nice. I thought it was good. Nice. Who was your MVP? I had Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Yes. Although I think there were a number of people you could have chosen. Okay. Why did you um, Why did you go with uh, Christopher Christopher Rock? Because I thought he his style matched the tone really well. Yeah. This kind of undercutting of the seriousness of religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I feel like that's his style. That's what he does as a stand-up comedian. Yeah. And that's what he brought here is this kind of um, uh, focus on like poking fun at the ridiculousness of things yeah. that people do or believe or just kind of accept. Mm. Um, and so I think he, he brings... And he also, he has like, you know, just a lot of energy. Yeah. And um, in his performances. And I think he's quite magnetic for that. Nice. And so, um, yeah, I thought I liked him as a... He's kind of ridiculous, but it, the film was ridiculous, so it, it matches really well. Tonally, he yeah. hit the right spot for you. He's kind of over the top, and I think that was what it needed. Nice. What did you think? Oh. Who's your MVP? Oh, thanks for asking. Let's refocus. Uh, I was um, actually kind of disappointed with it, oh. re-watching it. Interesting. Um, Why? I felt like it was really... Like, you know me, I love a bit of lore. I love a bit of, like, mythology. I love a bit of rules. I love a bit of, you know, let's... But why is this, and what's this, and who's this, and why are they there? And film, I have, you know criticised films in the past for not having any of that no. just saying hey it's just this killer clown and don't worry about it and he's just you know he can do whatever he wants but just ignore it and it's scary so just have fun is that it? that was it okay just want to make sure um, this just took it too far for me 
like at several what, like because it over explained yeah okay. and and just and it wasn't i don't know you 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 realize i think how important it is for in like in marvel films in like jj abrams films often he's very good at it of like doing this kind of exposition while something's happening Right. Like, kind of on as you're going. Being creative about how you present it. Absolutely. Because I feel like in this, there were like half a dozen points where we get into these discussions about who is Rufus, who is Serendipity, who is Azrael, who is, you know, Bartleby and Loki, what did they do? Um, and it really, yeah, just nothing else is happening. It's just two people sitting there talking, and it just felt like the film kind of ground to a halt in those parts yeah um and for a for a film that has you know one of those uh i don't know time not time limits but like you've got to get to this particular church by the time they get here right otherwise existence is going to be over yeah it's like there's a ticking time bomb here yeah and yet still it felt really like slow at parts like they just didn't care about yeah. Moving forward with it. How long was the film? The film is 128 minutes. So it's just over two hours. Okay. Um, and I, yeah, I think it, it felt it. It felt wow. it. Wow. Which is disappointing because I. Can't I not believe this from well, you. Good. I thought this was like one of your favourite films. It, I mean, it's not, it wasn't one of my favourite films. It wasn't. I mean, I, think it, I don't think it had ever overtaken Chasing Amy in my affections, but it, I think it was. Yeah, one of the ones that I had gone into this, like, well, when we get to Dogma, it's, you know, um, that's, that's going to be a good one. My MVP, and it's frankly disgusting that we've got to this point with this being the first time he's my MVP, is, of course... Affleck. Affleck. Affleck! Um, I think he's great in this. I think he uh, is by far and away the most interesting character on display um i think he there's angry bits there's funny bits there's you know emotional bits um he has a, a lot of stuff to do and obviously a lot of it is ridiculous so yes. that adds its own challenges to yes. kind of commit to it and make make us believe it yeah um and i think he does it all really well um i think he's aided uh ably by old matty d yes um i think they're relationship is uh by far and away the best thing in the film yeah um i agree but yeah i think affleck is the, the standout because he has i mean i think just because he's got more to do yeah well interestingly i would have had him and matt damon yeah. as mvps but i thought i need to push myself to have one and okay. i didn't think Could that either of them, them were strong enough on their own okay. i think it was very much a kind of partnership yeah so that's why I went with Chris Rock because I felt like he kind of stood out on his own. But yeah, Fair enough. interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I still think it's good. I still think it's good. It's still yeah. enjoyable. It's still, um, yeah. Uh, 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 I mean, there's still really nice bits. I think the, the, the Affleck and Damon stuff is, yeah, as I say. the It's really the, the film. It is the film, it's yeah. Like, yeah. And if it could have just been all more of them, of that, it would have then probably that would have been, been better. Yeah, more enjoyable. But um, yeah, on the whole, yeah, a little disappointing for me, but still some That's a shame. lovely little uh, nuggets and speeches of dialogue and stuff. Yeah. 
I still found a lot of it charging forward from the uh, deepest recesses of my memory. Yes, I'm like sure. Being able to mouth along with it, but yeah, lots of fun. Good. So that was our spoiler-free review of Dogma, the fourth film in the View Askew universe. If you are leaving us at this point because you're desperate to avoid spoilers for a film that came out in 1999, that's absolutely your prerogative, and I'm not going to criticise you for doing so. But if once you have watched Dogma, you can just come on back. Just come on back and listen to us delve into it. Um, for those of you who have watched it, or just don't give a shit, um, you have only jingles worth of time. Um, before we are doing so and, and really getting into the, the, the kind of minutiae of the film uh, with full third act spoilers. Um, so let's have that jingle right now. We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you it won't be groovy if you listen any further without watching the movie. So the jingle is done. Done. The jingle is over. Uh, and we are now out of the desert of Spoiler Free. Wish we were out of the desert. Might be a bit cooler. Uh, <laughs> and we are into the uh, jungle. No, the swamp. That's what we say, isn't it? The swamp of Spoiler Filled. Knee deep in that shit. Uh, where we shall be using our patented 5.6 outcome rating system to delve into the nitty and indeed the gritty of... Le dogma. Le dogma. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tiffany B. Hello. Get a point, will you? Get a point, will you? And talking about God and religion and all that. It can't be a woman, can it? God, oh, Lord, please don't let you be a bloody woman. Jesus. <laughs> this old guy. Apparently he's not had a happy series of marriages in his life, has he? Yeah. Just building out the backstory for him. So people really start to care about him as a character. Would you just give us a point, please? Oh, God. God. I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay. You, are, you are trying. I'll, tell, I'll give you oh, that. Oh, I'm the one that's oh, trying, Oh, trying, yeah. I'm the yeah, one that's well, trying. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay, shut up. Um... Sure. I will start with a positive, and it will be something we've kind of already talked about. Uh, ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Baffleck and Duma. Um, I think, you know, their kind of interplay uh, provides some of the best scenes, I think, throughout the film. Mm -hmm. um, they're very kind of watchable, and I think this is kind of the point I was making before about the dialogue. It's very dialogue-heavy. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, there's often times where there were just people talking yeah. about context or backstory or whatever. And um, I think that they made it work just in their kind of relationship of mm. like chatting. And you believe they were friends. I think they probably are friends in real life. Yeah. And so you got a very kind of good sense of, yeah, friendship and and you know, intimacy. Mm. When you know someone, you talk to them in so much more of a relaxed way. Yeah. And I do think, um, although there were a lot of kind of, you know, um, like establishing conversations, uh, I still felt they were enjoyable. Mm. Um, and so, yeah. And I actually didn't love it at the end where Ben Affleck kind of goes crazy and goes off on his own. Yeah. I thought just 
keep them together. They worked yeah. so well together. Um, that yeah, I think I think that they were, you know, stand out in the film really. Yeah. Much the most interesting thing about it yeah. was them. Yeah. To me anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really in, I really enjoyed that, and I thought. Oh, yeah. I like seeing them together. Oh, yeah. They've got a good interplay. An easy chemistry. Yeah, because yeah. Because they are pals. buds. Buds and pals. Yeah, so I thought that was nice. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed that, and I think that that held a lot of the enjoyment for me, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I agree. It's it's one of my, uh, one of my points as well. They're easy, natural chemistry. Um, bringing a lot of fun to their scenes and also their characters develop they have um, you know they're not the same at the end as they are at the beginning that's um, true I think uh, Loki has more of a he's kind of more in charge at the beginning I mean in part because he you know he was the angel of death so that's obviously you know a pretty prestigious role one would yeah. assume um, with Bartleby being his little buddy who like you know convinced him to lay down the sword uh, but then by the end, obviously, it's entirely switched and Bartleby's yeah. got that kind of... Uh, lit that fire under his ass. Gone crazy. Uh, and he's, yeah, he's gone crazy. Um, yeah, I think they're they're really good. I think they, they yeah elevate all the scenes with them. I think, you know, you make a good point in the spoiler-free section that it kind of would have been a better film, I think, had they been the people. Yeah. Had they been the ones. Yeah. Um, and maybe there's yeah kind of downplay the the Bethany stuff a little bit yeah um because they yeah even though they're not they don't really have that much to do they're just kind of going from like they have the the development at the beginning of like we've been sent this thing and it's given us this you know this loophole this plenary indulgence thing they make their decision then and there and then it's only right at the end when they're outside of the church that they kind of you know that that Bartleby reveals that he's kind of under you know started to learn about the act you know the the consequences of his actions and so he's obviously made his decision there, but in between it's just like a kind of road trip and yeah. they're just getting into you know hijinks. There's the conversation on the bus about you know what is a sin and yeah. this guy you know is he a sinner because he's you know snogging a woman who isn't his wife and uh, the the movie scene is obviously really good that I think that's one of my favourite yeah. bits in the in the film really kind of funny and gross and interesting and yeah like just very entertaining um them on the train obviously there's some kind of developments there because they understand the the kind of severity of the the situation but yeah it's like there's not a lot of like there's not a lot of dynamism to their scenes and yet because they're so charismatic because they have such a good relationship anyway and that kind of comes through um it's just very yeah entertaining yeah. So I think they are, yeah, a big, big plus point for the for the film. Yeah. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say I think seeing friends like debate, I think is always fun. Yeah. As well, because because you have that ease, you know, mm. and you'll call someone out for being an idiot, yeah. like don't be stupid, or you know, yeah. whereas you don't do that with other people. No. You have to be very comfortable with someone like a friend yeah. or a sibling or something, um, to to really kind of call them out and be mm. like, no, you're an idiot. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think that's always kind of fun to watch because mm. it feels very, uh, like, 
what you're saying is very close to what you actually think. Yeah. Whereas usually we kind of have these layers that mm. we build on top of what we think actually. Yeah. Kind of much more diplomatic or whatever. So I always think it's quite fun to yeah to listen to that kind of I mean, discussion. they've been hanging out with each other for thousands of years. Well, so exactly. there's that kind of depth of friendship for you. Yeah. Yeah, the kind of talking on the bus where Matt Damon's making a making some kind of point and Ben Affleck says uh, this from the guy who still owes me $20 over that bet about what was going to be the bigger movie E.T. or Crush Groove <laughs> so, hey, fuck you because time's going to tell on that it's <laughs> funny um, I'm going to I'm going to dovetail into a, oh. um, into a second point if I may gosh I guess so just double bubble yes you are do I have your permission well yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, you do. <laughs> um, I think that whilst the movies boardroom scene is yes. wonderful fun. Yes. Um, and, you know, seeing some nasty people get their comeuppance yeah. in an entertaining way. Lots of fun. What's so not to like? Somewhat alarming that there are, there are that many awful people in <laughs> yeah. one room, yeah. I would say. There's like, only one good person yeah. in the entire board. Well, and also all of the things are really bad. Yeah. Like there isn't someone that's like, well, you stole, you yeah. know, whatever. I don't know. You know, something a bit more normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're a fucking paedophile and you're cheating on your wife and you're, I don't know what the other but was. His mother in a third rate nursing home. Yeah. Uh, approved. Um, movies merchandise from materials cause, that they knew to be unhealthy because they were yeah, less costly like it seems and stuff. Yeah, pretty, I don't know. Shady. I mean, yeah. I wonder whether you, when you get into these big boardrooms and what people have had people to do to there. get to... But then they were like about their personal lives. Yeah. So. Anyway, sorry, off track. Maybe but indicative yes. of a personality type. Yes, like, that's true. Yeah, I'll do whatever it takes to, you know, do whatever the fuck Be I want Be on to top. Do. Yeah. Um, so whilst that is a terrific scene, yes, I enjoy that a lot. Um, it is topped, I believe, by uh, the train conversation. Uh, it's the train conversation. Affleck when and it's Bethany. Or... Affleck and Bethany, yeah. Yeah. Um, because uh, Bethany, for me, oh, I mean, Linda Fiorentino, I suppose, is a little bit of a weak link. A little yeah. bit of a weak link in the film. It seems like she doesn't really give a shit. She's kind of barely putting it into third gear. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think there's there's... Um, you know reports of that the, uh, she didn't get on with Kevin Smith or Kevin Smith didn't get on with her oh, or okay. you know issues on set they and weren't vibing they weren't vibing and I think that um, I mean which you can tell from the fact that she hasn't shown up in anything else and he you know if he likes you then you're yeah. you're going to be you're in everything in but he's, yeah um, so uh, yeah I think she's she doesn't do a particularly good job except for in this one scene Right. I think in this one scene, I think she's really good um, because she has the difficult job of being drunk, and yes. I think that's not an easy thing for an actor to play. No. Every actor has been drunk probably more times than they should. Goddamn actors! Uh, in real life, you mean? In real life, yeah. Right. So they've had a lot of practice, but it's very difficult when you find somebody who does really good drunk acting. Yeah. Michael Sarah, very good drunk actor. Really. Very very good. Really believable and just that kind of. The head yeah, never stops the head moving, moving thing, isn't it? The like, eyes are kind of never fully open or fully closed. Or never fully focused. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think she does really well. And I think it's, it's a, yeah, it's difficult to find someone to play drunk convincingly. Right. I think she does that when she, 
when she's kind of happy and she's laughing and she's like, how are we supposed to stop a couple of angels? He's supposed to catch them or whatever. And she's kind of hysterically laughing. That's really good. But then she also has to be drunk and emotional when she's talking about, you know, what she's been through and, and how sad it's made her and stuff. And I think to kind of flip between, go between those two emotions whilst being drunk I think is a really difficult thing, and I think she does it really well. Wow! And really makes me, made me kind of like, Phew, yeah, that's that's where I start feeling for her. Yeah, that's where I really get on board with her her character. Um, and I think Affleck's really good as well. I think it's it's it's, you know, a lot of his other bits are very kind of big. Yeah. You know, he's in the movie scene. It's obviously you know very grand and very he's he's being Bartleby. He's, yeah. You know, doing his big speech when they're in the um, car park, the underground car park after the thrown off the train yeah and he lays out his whole thing and they had everything given to them and some of them don't even believe he exists it's all very big and very bombastic but yeah. i think the the train scene is a lot quieter it's a lot smaller it's a lot more it's not him as this it's not him as this big you know angel this kind of crazy character it's it's a lot more yeah a lot more understandable a lot more believable and again you kind of you get on board with his character because he's you know they feel at least like they've been mistreated and they've yeah. they've been denied um you know as they say in the the car park they felt the absence of the divine presence and he's you know you get that you really get that sense that he's you know they've been suffering yeah um since they were the cast out of uh, cast out of heaven um and i yeah i just think it's a great i think it's a great scene uh with two actors acting really well and moves the plot forward and um yeah reveals character really nicely mm, interesting I think it's wonderful yeah i did really like that scene i do think it's very well kind of uh placed as well in the mm. in the um action yeah um yeah i think it's good and yeah like you say reveals character very well um however oh my god I will, I mean, I guess I agree and disagree with you in the sense that, yeah, I called out Linda Fiorentino as a negative. I found her close to unbearable at the beginning. She's a regular female Brian O'Halloran. I know, I don't know what, um, well, I thought you were going to call out what's her name from Chasing Amy, but I don't think. Kevin Smith and I see eye to eye on female <laughs> roles and how they should, uh, I don't know. Yeah, she's so, like, over it, like a teenager yeah. at the beginning. And I thought some of the acting was utterly terrible. And I think I even <laughs> said to you, didn't I, like, who is this nobody that he's gotten? And you're like, no, she's an established actress. Like, she's, she's in stuff. other things. Yeah. But there are some scenes at the beginning, when, especially when Alan Rickman's talking to her, and she's, like, eye-rolly. And, like, I mean, it just seems so amateur to me. Um, and also, like... Um, unappealing yeah she was just so kind of you're our protagonist yeah why am i watching you be so you know and like you say later on she she gets better but she's very kind of yeah over it or like (laughs) uh, feels like she's above it or something you know and i get the, the the sense of like would you really believe 
this story of yeah. someone came, but I don't know, something about it just really, I just didn't think was great. And it was such a shame because I think, you know, she was really the only weak link. Yeah. Um, and she's the main character. There mm. were so many other characters all around, you know, doing more or less depending on their role. But there was no one else that I was like, oh, God, this person. Mm. It was only her. Mm. And it's such a shame because she was so kind of <laughs> such a big part of the yeah. film that I enjoyed my time on screen with anyone else, mm. really, much more than her. So I thought it was a shame. Yeah. And it could have been the dialogue, to be fair to her. Yeah. You know, they could have, and the direction, it could have been like, you know, be, you know, yeah, super cynical and critical and whatever. But yeah, I didn't like it. No. I just thought it was some bad acting. I think she had a part to play, even if it was the mm. dialogue and the direction. I think she just didn't deliver it very well and maybe like you say it's because the relationship between her and Kevin Smith wasn't very good mm. so maybe she didn't like what she was doing um, yeah. you know for her to be an established actor as she is I'm sure she's a lot better than the scenes that she you know that I'm talking about mm. um, but I would say reading reviews a lot of people have called her out as being very good really yeah so isn't opinion just such a funny yeah. funny thing yeah like yeah, I couldn't. I thought she was terrible. Like, and I don't often notice bad acting. It's not something I often notice. I suppose you don't really see it that much yeah. because you generally see decent films. Well, I mean, I think he just picks, and that's why I thought. <laughs> I thought this was his mate, yeah. like or sister or something, yeah. because I was like, Jesus Christ, who is this person? Um, but anyway, I won't go on. But yeah, I thought she, I thought she was a really weak link. Wow. Yeah, notably. Well. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the negative. Okay, let's hear it. Um, and it is, as I mentioned in the spoiler-free section, um, it's just all of the... Everything. All of the religion chat, all of the law, all of the... the Why do, yeah, it's interesting that you don't like it because it's right up your street. It's right up my street, right up my street. But it just feels like there's too much of it. It feels like the kind of stuff that you would read on Wikipedia after watching the film, that someone's worked or in some kind of, you know, accompanying guide to the film, that someone's worked out, someone's worked out all the rules of it and all of the reasons for it and all of the whatever for everybody but there's just it's just too much of it and I think it's just not handled in a way that is yeah like I say like efficient or you know entertaining it, it really okay. it just feels like it just slow pull, puts the brakes on everything mm. when they're outside the movies and they're talking and they're talking to Rufus about black apostles. Yeah. And it's just nothing else is happening. Yeah. It's just whoa. and then again when Rufus is talking to her on the train. Yeah. And they're talking about Jesus. And it's like just nothing's going on. Uh, and I think a a kind of a character that typifies that for me is serendipity. Right. Because she's unnecessary entirely, or yeah. either her or Rufus, for me, needs to take a bath, because you don't need both of them. Like everything that one of them does could be easily done by the other one, 
and adding in this extra character that adds nothing really doesn't have any extra piece of information that they need doesn't um you know get them any closer to their goal doesn't whatever is just there so they can talk about the idea of muses and they can have a riff on um uh, the top 20 grossing movies and have a bit of a strip club and this whole Golgothan speech thing, which is ridiculous, again, when she's behind the bar and she's like <laughs> this force in this like rag into the thing and it's a, it's another one like we've said in most of the other reviews as well of like there's just a section where he puts this he cr- crowbars this bit of dialogue in or yeah. speech in that you just think let's just cut that in yeah. half let's just find a simple way of doing it yeah um to to get over this entire the entire backstory of this monster in 11 seconds while she's preparing a molotov cocktail for a character that then doesn't mean anything because yeah, silent bob gets rid of it. it with a fucking air freshener yeah aerosol thing yeah just like i don't know it just really and I, because it's kind of a road trip type structure, some of this I think you just have to kind of roll with. Roll with that they're gonna stuff's gonna be introduced and then ignored almost immediately. Yeah. But it just felt really kind of egregious with serendipity in general. And I think yeah, she typifies or Rufus, like I say, I'm saying her because she's introduced second, but if she had been introduced on the bridge yeah. and then they just stayed in contact with her the whole way yeah. and not had Rufus there, it would have made absolutely no difference for me. I just think it's just too much unnecessary yeah. waffling. But I think it's like the idea is like you say, the road trip bish nature of it and the kind of um to reinforce this idea that there are all of these different yeah um you know religious figures living on earth yeah um which is fine i I think to a degree but then i think it's up to the writer to find a reason why she has to be there why can she help what does she have that other people don't have even if it is and in a lot of i feel road trips it is something as simple as i know the next place you need to go to yeah, or, or I know someone or, to speak to who yeah. has the key to open the door to do the whatever yeah. it doesn't really matter what it is yeah. but there just needs to be a reason for her to be there or him to be there that justifies their existence yeah. and I feel like there just there wasn't yeah yeah I think that's fair I um, I have a somewhat similar negative um, okay. it's just the dialogue again I do feel like this is always my point, but I, yeah, and I think you made a really good point there, which is that I think Kevin Smith is a person that cannot kill his darlings. Yeah. He cannot uh, be strict with himself Mm. and say, I really effing love this speech, but Mm. it doesn't do anything to the film. Yeah. And he does this thing where, and, you know, I think it's gotten better as he's made more films, but there are still these moments where you feel 100% sure that this is Kevin Smith talking. Yeah. This speech is Kevin Smith's opinion. Mm. And it, it doesn't... He hasn't bothered to create a character that might have that opinion for mm. some reason or other. He has, like you say, crowbarred that in. Yeah. Without any real... 
like reason for it to be there or mm. and they're just uh, moments where it just sort of yeah you're like what are we doing here is mm. this something to do with the film or is this just and it feels a little bit like self-serving um and uh, there were also parts with the dialogue where i feel like um it was maybe yeah a little pleased with itself mm. i feel like it's that's his kind of vibe and yeah. I want to say this and I'm going to say it in this way and mm. um, I think on occasion his dialogue I think he thinks his dialogue is a lot deeper than it actually is Yeah, you know be like well what about this mm. and you're like that's not really I don't know it's not my style it's not my vibe and it, you know it's, it is his style mm. <laughs> and it, it comes through in every film that we've watched and um I just find it a little distracting. Yeah. Yeah. And even though, even when you have really good actors like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck to, to deliver that dialogue, I think even at times with them, it just goes on a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of what you were saying where you're like, what are we doing? Mm. We're just chatting. There's a time limit Like, here, is this a film or is this, like, are we down the pub? Is because this Ibsen? <laughs> are we... Um, yeah, it just feels... Yeah, I just think he could do with an e either an editor or, like, a co-writer mm. who would who would push him a little more. Well, I, I mean, I think there's a very strong argument to be made for that with the two versions of Morats that we watched. Yeah. The one that he edited and the one that this other guy yeah. edited. And the one that the other guy edited was vastly superior. Yeah, because yeah. like it's like, what is better. all this? Cut it. Yeah, don't, don't need, need it. it. Let's just get... Do not need it yeah. at all. And he, yeah, and like you say, he obviously is someone that just enjoys those pieces, those kind of extra add-ons. Mm. But it's not, I like I say, I think it's self-serving. I don't think it serves the the film or the story or the audience. No, it doesn't feel like it's there for you. It feels like it's there for him. Yeah. So, yeah, dialogue yeah. continues to be a negative for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I will go. With another negative, if oh. I may. Um, we're just negging on this. We're negging on it a little bit, yeah. Um, I don't really like Jay and Silent Bob in the film. Um, I don't think they kind of fit in the world. I think that they ch had... Th if the script didn't have them in it, I think it would be better. I think they they feel so... Again, here's that word again. Are you ready for it? Yeah. crowbarred in yeah. that they end up doing so many different disparate things like I I like that Jay is the one at the end who is like reminds her of the John Doe Jersey guy and like oh that must be God and you know yeah. he's, he's the kind of in some ways the key to, to the end but then you've got them beating up the the, the hockey triplet kids at the beginning, oh, when yeah, they yeah. first meet her, and you think, I don't know if they're really kind of. We've not really seen any evidence of them being like, yeah, you know, fighters, physically, you know, proficient. Yeah, you've got the aforementioned Golgothan scene with the spray. Yeah, <laughs> just that whole scene is them. really bad. Yeah. I haven't called that out, but just side note. Yeah, yes. that could be a, a a negative all on its own, um, and then throwing. Bartleby off the train. Again, Silent Bob, 
does that for for some reason, and then Simon Bob is the one that ends up uh, getting rid of uh, Azrael with the golf club to the chest. Yeah, and so, it, but it feels it just feels like so kind of like they are there as the Deus Ex, Deus Ex Machina to just kind of whatever whatever they need to do. Yeah, yeah, they can do that. Fine. Yeah, um, and it just yeah, it just feels kind of lazy i just don't feel like they've they fit in and it's yeah. it's you know because obviously the the other films the fact that these are the same characters that are in clerks yeah and here they are battling god yeah or you know angels of god yeah it just feels um, like an odd decision yeah it just feels really and you could have had them in a tiny little cameo somewhere yeah and it would have been absolutely fine because yeah. they they're going to jersey they start off in chicago yeah. or illinois but they're heading to New Jersey. They yeah. could be there at the end. They could, you know, you could find some way of getting them in, but it just doesn't need to be the way that they are. I just think they're handled pretty badly. Yeah. It, yeah, kind of, like you say, it just kind of takes you out of it. It's it's him not being able to murder his darlings. It's like, but I've got to have James Donald Bob in there. Yeah. Right, okay. And, and be such a large part of it. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, that's mm. not necessary, no. I don't think. So, yeah, interesting, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with you. I feel a little bit neggy with that one, but um, you know, it's it's the truth, baby. It's how I feel. That's what we're here to talk. That's about. That's what we're here to, to discuss. Speak your that's, truth. That's all I've down. got. That's all I've got to give. Um, okay, so I'm going to go positive. Thank God. And um, I'm going to talk about. Um, I quite liked uh, the way that it handled religion overall. Okay. Broadly speaking. Mm-hmm. Broadly um, speaking. In the sense that I thought it did a good job of um, of of kind of discussing or showing the importance of religion for a people, yeah. you know, um, and how much it means to people, but also points out the kind of, you know, uh, the kind of ridiculousness of it, a lot of it, especially yeah. when you you really kind of delve into the specifics of the, the Bible. or It kind of pokes fun at how seriously people take religion. Yeah. But I don't think it pokes fun at religion. Yeah. Um, and I think that there are a couple of lines, like I, you know, I have a problem with people who... You Catholics don't celebrate your faith, you mourn it. Yes, they that kind of stuff. Faith. Exactly. And I think that that's, you know, an interesting debate. Mm. It makes you think, oh, yeah, that's true. We do, like, a lot of um, religious people like, really do punish themselves mm. as a result of their faith, um, and they don't celebrate it enough, or they don't, like, forgive themselves enough, mm. or they don't Seem have a humour about it. Yeah, yeah, there's no, you know... And it, it's, you know, when you do really think about it, and you th- what this film, I think, does well is, you know, the ridiculousness of these angels and this mm. all this mythology in today's world yeah. it just it, it it really they bang up against each other they don't fit mm. and so i think it's interesting to kind of poke at that and be like why do we still believe this or why do mm. we follow this and you know not necessarily that it's stupid to be religious or it's you know clever to not be religious or anything it's just i felt like there was a warmth towards religion yeah like, and you said he's a religious, you know, or mm. he grew up religious. And I think you could tell that, that he he wasn't like, oh, my God, aren't religious people stupid? Mm. Let's make a film about how stupid they are. Yeah. I feel it was much more about uh, almost like working through his personal 
opinions yeah. or you know being quite a, an ironic kind of critical person in the rest of his nature you know it must be quite hard to marry that with believing in you know these fantastical yeah. things and so um yeah i quite liked that i thought that the tone worked quite well yeah which is not normally something that i like about his film no. so yeah I well like done it. kev yeah for that if nothing else yes um i'm gonna go with a similar point oh because i i agree with that i i like the i mean you know me i like i hate religion but i love mythology yeah like i love yeah Greek gods and stuff and this shows that you know it's not a million miles away from Greek gods we've no. got all these you know different choirs of angels and there's a war for the throne and there's angels yeah. that are cast down and yeah. you know it's all you know nonsense it's all gods and monsters it's all, it's yeah. all you know crazy Over comic book top. stuff yeah. really um, uh, and I like that I think that was kind of typified for me summed up for me um, in the treatment of God in this. Um, that, A, it's Alanis Morissette, which I think is a lot of fun, because it's Alanis Morissette. What's she doing like, what's, What are you doing there, Alanis? Um, the fact that she starts out very kind of, you know, brow-furrowed and, oh, Bartleby, what have you done? And I'm really serious, and then I'm going to, you know, shout really loud and blow your head up. But then immediately she becomes whimsical and... Um, childlike almost and wearing this crazy outfit and um, doing a handstand and falling over and then Bethany's like you know why are we here and she just does the little whirp on her nose and then walks away and it's such a because you can't answer that question yeah you can't answer that question even if you have God in your thing company in your company in your in your film even if you're writing for God you can't answer that. And so... You can't even try to. You can't even try. And so... Unless you're in God, the Devil and Bob, which is a cartoon show, which I always really liked, um, when uh, Bob asks God why they're here. Or, no, why why he allows evil in the world. And he starts explaining it. And, like, you know, a train goes by and you don't hear him. And you just see his hands moving and he's doing all the things. And then the train goes by and the last words he says are just like like a cork circling a drain and Bob's like I understand this now it's very funny anyway um, yeah so you can't really answer that question properly and so it just goes for something that's really weird and really different and not relatable at all because no. you couldn't relate to God because no. God does allow evil in the world and does you know yeah. it's such a mass of contradictions that it is the only explanation is that it's like it's beyond anything that you could comprehend understand, as a yeah. foolish mortal yeah um and I think, yeah, that kind of sums up the fun of, uh, yeah, the fun of the film. And, yeah. and like you say, how it treats religion. I think it's, yeah, it's really nice. It ends it really well. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and I like, yeah, I, th I think Rufus is fun. I think I like the idea of, you know, a kind of a racist Bible that omits one of them because it's like, well, he's black, so no, yeah. just, you know, we'll go with 12. Serendipity, I don't really understand what her thing is she's a muse so something to inspire is fair enough I really like Alan Rickman I would yeah. be remiss of me to not mention old Rickers in this yeah. adding just just boatloads of class to what is otherwise just a zany kind of madcap romp yeah. through New Jersey um, but he's when he's there you always like we're in there we're in there 
we're in the presence of something a bit a bit special here. Um, and the fact that he's, you know, showing off his Ken doll lack of genitalia and doing yeah. this weird stuff, it's like, awesome. I, I really like it when very serious actors, I mean, not very serious actors, he's not fucking, you know, Olivier, but like, you know, a proper actor just says, yeah, I'll do this. Indulges in something yeah. silly. Well done, you, Alan. Yeah. Well done, you. Um, yeah, so the, the treatment of God is the, the overall point. But yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have something similar as well. Um, it's uh, kind of links to my previous point, but slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of the humour. I think humor. there are some really funny bits. I think that Chris Rock holds a lot of those. Yeah. Um, speeches that are really funny but i think what he does really well that i like and and to be honest like i think jay does that a little bit as well Uh of like a compliment for jason muse really kind of cutting through the bullshit yeah you know that kind of humor that's like wait what the hell are we talking about here yeah are you just saying this or you know what the fuck is going on that those kind of things i think i often find them um very funny particularly in very fantasy based films yeah um, that try to, you know, in- integrate fantasy with reality. I think I, I really always appreciate those characters that come in and say, what? Yeah. Like, because that's what I'm saying <laughs> um, in my head. And so I think that's really funny. And I think, yeah, I think that Chris Rock has a lot of humor here. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So it's like kind of just the humor. I feel like it, it links with the tone and the treatment of, of religion. Um, but it, it found its kind of legs for me mm. with, I don't always find his humor that engaging for me okay. or, or even that funny for me. Um, but here I thought it worked well. Mm. It's kind of, um, sometimes quite juvenile, but it was funny, you know, like I say, juxtaposed with the context of like God and religion and these massive like issues that, I don't know, it's like you can't really talk about them without at some point having to kind of undercut them or, yeah. you know, prick the balloon and be like, wait, what are we talking about here? Mm. Really? Like, yeah. So I, I appreciated some of the the humour and um, I and that's where I think Jay and Silent Bob, or really just Jay, could have come in mm. is just like later on or just turned up and be like, what the hell is going yeah. on? You know, I think that, that he he plays that role very well. Yeah. Um, and Chris Rock was doing a good job of it as well throughout. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I quite like that. But yeah, I did agree with you with the James Island Bob thing. It's like, what are they doing here? Yeah. Like, you've got Bethany because she's, you know, she's immortal, but she's, you know, a relative of Jesus, mm. and that's her kind of premise for being there. But they're, like, useless. Prophets. Pointless. Why would God make them? Yeah, no. Yeah. No. Anyway, but yeah, so I did like the humor. It made me laugh a few times, mm. and and some humor from uh, uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck yeah. as well. Um, and I did think that a lot of the actors, including Rickman and others, were just throwing themselves into the ridiculousness. Yeah. And I think that's always fun having a bit of crack. Yeah, so it felt kind of fun mm. in that way. So yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, I agree. I that's agree. That's my final point. Do you have another? No, no, because I doubled oh, up. You doubled up. I doubled up. I double Gosh, bubbled, so, so I'm done. all done as well. 
what did you what did you give it? Uh, it was a three for me overall. My points were uh, positive train conversation, uh, negative Jay and Silent Bob, positive Affleck and Damon, negative too slow with all that religion chat, uh, and positive gourd treatment thereof. Okay, yeah, I was also three. Ooh. Mine were negative Linda Fiorentino, negative. Pleased with itself dialogue. Mm. Positive uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon relationship. Positive uh, approach to religion. Serious and uh, not serious. <laughs> uh, the, um, the uh, opposite uh, thereof. Uh, here we go. Shake it quickly. And finally, Hello. positive humour. The humour. So, yeah. Three. Yeah. I, I was... I was shocked with myself. I'm shocked. That I didn't I give it a four. I thought this would be at least a four. I thought this was like... Really? I don't know why. I had the impression that this was like a Dan fave. Yeah. Like, you know, a teenage one or a yeah. younger a younger Dan, but the type that stays with you. Because mm. didn't you show... You showed me that scene in the car park one time. Possibly. For some reason. Because I re- remembered that really well. I did that. That was a... That was one of my audition speeches when uh, I was a when I was a burgeoning actor. Yes. Coming in, and uh, you know, just, just before you went out, just dazzling people. <laughs> hey there. I just it just seemed. I mean, funny. it's true, but cheap shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I think it's a, it's a it's a strong three. It was either going to be a strong three or a very weak four, and I just yeah. thought it would have been. Second time, interesting. It happens that way, doesn't it? Yeah, and yet, watching more rats, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. So, and clerks as well. Gosh, Um, what a changed man you are. Dogma, uh, yeah, just uh, didn't grip you. I think maybe coming in, maybe expectations. Yeah, scuffed it a little bit because I was like, oh right, oh right, right, dogma. This one's gonna be really good. This one's gonna be really good. And it was just good. Fine. Just good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Well, that's all right. Sorry to that's hear right. that. There's plenty more films in the sea. Indeed. I mean, we've still got three more to do. Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yep. Clark's two. And then Jane and Silent Bob Reboot. Yep. So we're almost there. We're over halfway now. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, so that was our spoiler-filled review of Dogma. Tiffany B. What did we learn throughout this whole... God fearing situation. What did we learn? We learned that being hot and indulging in religion is not Dan's favourite thing. No. I feel like if this had been a fantasy film about anything but religion and they've gone in all that, you know, backstories, you might have been like, yeah, yeah. And then what happened? And then who did that? And how did they do that? Maybe. But I think. You're so anti-religion, <laughs> you can't even listen to it without it rubbing you up the wrong way. Plus, you're all hot and bothered, and so you're like, Grah! I would say, yeah, I would say maybe the temperature is uh, is uh, affecting it more than that. I I would love, I Here would love to see a fantasy film that is based on like the Bible, of like there must be some. I assume that. Must be, but they probably would take have to take it too seriously. Yeah. But made by people who weren't religious, but who loved comic books, and just kind of hammered on that angle of it. Well, I think you've you've uh, discovered you know your next project. This is my purpose. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Start typing in. 
Scene one, act one. Uh, Jesus buys a gun. Probably need to read. The I mean, I'll, 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 I'll just refresh. I'll have a cursory glance of the Bible. Cheers. <laughs>